Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. We all live in uncertain times right now. So what can help us feel more anchored, centered, and together during these trying times? Such a powerful show today, full of resources, wisdom, and hope. My guest for this episode is author, speaker, business coach, and life strategist, Allison Carmen, as she reveals the gift of maybe and the power that it has in our light to create well-being, a sense of hope, and is a soothing balm for our souls during a time when so many things feel unpredictable and out of control. Such a gift. Get ready to learn a lot and enhance your life. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Thank you so much for having me today. It's so wonderful to have you here. I mean, what what a gift and just so thankful to connect with you and excited to talk about your book, The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope in Possibility in Uncertain Times. Talk about what's really needed right now in the world. What's so interesting is that I wrote the book, it was published in 2014 by Penguin Random House, and it feels so much more relevant for our our society today, for me, it was relevant all along because I always say I was addicted to certainty. And if I didn't know what was gonna happen next in my life, I projected things were gonna be bad or they weren't gonna work out. And I think a lot of us have this problem, but what we do is we write stories about what needs to happen for us to be okay. We might say, I'm gonna have this job till I retire and that makes us feel safe. I'm gonna have this amount of money in the bank when I'm 50, that makes us feel safe. My child will go to this college. That makes us feel safe. And so what's happened now is that that story, even though it was a fake story, right? Because it was a story we were writing to make ourselves feel better. A lot of those stories for people have been ripped away. And now what we're seeing is our relationship with uncertainty. And what most of us don't realize is this relationship with uncertainty dictates most of our lives. It is the relationship that chooses who we'll be with. Uncertainty is the relationship we have that chooses our job. We are so, all our lives is usually about what makes me feel safe and what doesn't. And in reality, it, it's just a story. Like I said, it's a story we're writing and there is no certainty. And that might frighten people because the idea that life's no more uncertain today than it's ever been. But there's such a beauty to it because if you take a step back, you realize that uncertainty is our best friend. Because if you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. Every dream you have manifests in the unknown. Every relationship you want, everything you could possibly want in your life is in that unknown place. So the place you're running from, the place you're managing is the place with the most beautiful things. And if we could find a way to manage our relationship with uncertainty, our lives, even in pandemic, open up and blossom. And so that's what the gift of maybe was. It was a mechanism that I developed for myself that helped me not only not be addicted to uncertainty, but love uncertainty. 
Wow. I mean, so tell us a little bit about that journey. So you had been an attorney for 15 years when you kind of had that realization that you were addicted to certainty. Can you talk about that? Right. Well, again, this was something I had most of my life. I was always managing this deep fear if I didn't know I was doomed. So I had stress, I had worry, I had anxiety. So I wrote this grand story that I thought, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to become an attorney. I'm going to be really successful. I'm going to marry this great guy. I'm going to make a ton of money. The balloons are going to come down. I'm going to be set. Now that might sound like, you know, a very Pollyannish, like what, what, what? But a lot of us have that. We just don't admit to the stories that we run in our mind. And I did all those things. I married the guy, got the job, became the lawyer. And I remember walking to work my first day saying, I've arrived. This is great. And then the second day of work, my office mate comes in and says, hey, Allison, did you hear they're firing half the first years? And I was the first year. And in that moment, I I realized because I had played this story so long, I am never going to win this game. I am never going to find certainty. And a part of me like collapsed because there was nowhere else for me to go. So the anxiety and the worry, they, they accelerated to such a point that I started not to feel well. And they didn't fire me, but it didn't matter. The story had blown up. Half the first years were gone. There was no safety. There was no security. And so I went on like this for a very long time until one day I heard this story. It's a Taoist story. And a lot of people have heard this story. It's about a farmer and he has a horse and his horse runs away. And his neighbor comes by and says, you have the horse luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day the horse comes back with five mares. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But then the next day, the army comes to take his, the farmer's son to war, but they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, it just means things are neither good or bad. But for me, I could only have my own experience when I heard this story I actually felt a pop in my chest because that idea that what I didn't know could bring good things was something I never imagined before. And this idea of maybe, it is the simplest way to remember that. And I went home that day and I remember, I don't have enough clients, things aren't good. And I had left the law firm, I had become a business consultant. So I was not planning on being a life coach or a spiritual teacher. I was business lady, you know, all the way. And then I started to play with this idea And I started to say, well, maybe that thought's not true. And maybe everything's okay. And maybe this and maybe that. And all of a sudden, that fear of the future became this place of open possibility. So at first, it just reduced my stress and worry. But then I became so present. And then I became so relaxed. And then my life opened up. And it was my private thing. There was not a human being I was going to tell, oh, yeah, I'm using this practice of maybe, and it's liberating me and getting me closer to God and opening I was going to tell nobody, but then the 2008 crash happened, the market crash. So it's kind of a little similar to the pandemic and the crash happened and all my clients were going out of business. And I remember I was sitting in this guy's office and he was collapsing and I was trying to like help him figure out his finance and his marketing. And I'm like, okay, if I don't tell this guy about maybe he's never, how is he? getting out of this mess. And it was the first time I shared it. And then person after person after person, and it became this practice. And it's been liberating because when you believe that uncertainty again is your best friend, 
you are going to access all that's possible in your life. And the mindset of maybe, of course, I'll give an exercise for people. It sounds so simple, but it takes you from this place where you think you have no way out to this place where you realize, yeah, I have this fear, but so much more is possible. So to live in the maybe is to live in freedom and liberation. And it totally changed my life. I just, I, I love this whole concept of being able to be present to the day, kind of like our conversation right. previous to this, but that there's actually these practices we can do that will help us tap into that and let go of having to have what actually is an illusion, right? It's, it's an illusion that we have all this safety and predictability out there anyway. It just makes us feel safe. So the illusion makes us feel safe. So what, what, are some of the practices or what can we do to start getting this relationship with the present moment and befriend a sense of uncertainty? Yeah. And just have to say one thing, what's so interesting is that we don't realize that, yeah, there's a big thing happening right now. So we realize our relationship with uncertainty, but all day long, every little thing, every little bad mood, every time something doesn't work out, every little decision we make, it is literally creating so much negativity and fear in our lives every single moment, unless you're a positive thinker. But I find positive thinking hard because if you're afraid of uncertainty, it's hard to stay positive, right? You wake up in the morning and you're like, today's going to be a great day. And then as you lose the client, your child's upset, you are battling positive and negative all day long. So unless uncertainty is something you're not afraid of, positive thinking is a battle. And Positive thinking sometimes is an addiction to certainty because I work with people when they're so positive, sometimes they're very linear. This is going to work out. I know it's going to work out. And it's almost like after a while, it's like it's a little fear-based because they're afraid to imagine another possibility. And sometimes because they're, they're so linear, they don't always have the most expansive experience. So maybe it's an easier place to be because it demands nothing of us. And the best thing to do and again, it keeps us very present. The first thing I do is I ask myself, what's my biggest fear? So let's say you're sitting in this pandemic and you lost your job or you're afraid you're going to lose your job. You, let's say you lost your job and your fear is I'll never get another job. So you say to yourself, you ask yourself, am I absolutely certain that fear is true? Am I absolutely certain that I'm never going to get another job? And what's so beautiful about it, this is the moment where you get to kind of flip it on its head. You're, you're questioning the certainty of your own fear. No, I am not certain that I'll never get another job. What else is there? And if you sit there and you write these maybe statements down for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, I guarantee you're going to feel better because you're tricking the mind. The morning's already telling you you're doomed. Well, then you're actually challenging it, right, with this idea. And you first thing you write is maybe everything's okay. Maybe things will get better. Maybe I can accept this and still be okay. Maybe there's something in the moment for me to experience and then go bigger. Maybe I need to go back to school. Maybe I need to call my friend Joan. Just keep going, even if it sounds ridiculous. Maybe statement after maybe statement after maybe statement. And in between, keep throwing in, maybe everything is still okay. Maybe everything will be okay. So these, all these statements, and those, those are very powerful ones to put in in between. And after 15, 20 minutes, I can almost guarantee you're gonna feel this pop in your chest because you're gonna recognize, I don't know. And thank God I don't know, because right now I don't have a job. Then because I don't know, my life has maybe. And so, and it, it kind of like makes you feel better. Like even if I have to take a part-time job, I know that life will keep unfolding. And there's always hope. That's the thing. Hope, I think, maybe is hope without attachment. 
that beautiful? Like, love I that. Say that again. Yeah, I love that. Maybe is hope without attachment, right? Because hope could be funny. If you're, if you hope for one thing, but if you hope for a way or you hope for a large goal, you're like, okay, it could happen many ways. Maybe reminds you, my life can unfold many ways. And so it has changed my life. And, and, and over time, it allows, with the best part about it, it allows you to hang out with the people who have faith. Because people who have faith are like, I know it's going to work out. But those of us who have fears and we're afraid of the unknown, we're always like, oh, is everything going to be okay? But with maybe, you kind of loosen up a little bit. You're like, okay, life is filled with possibilities. Uncertainty has hope in it. And then you start to hang out in this place where people have, who have faith hang out and you develop faith over time. That's what's so amazing. Maybe is a cognitive faith that turns into an absolute faith because you have experience after experience. So I have more faith. Do I still use maybe? Yes, I do. <laughs> because, you know, but I have more faith and it is unbelievable. And I have clients that don't even use maybe anymore. They're just like, oh, I don't know. No big deal. No big deal because I know life will keep unfolding and I will keep showing up. And then without all the worry, you're so present. You're so present for the life before you and you're not afraid to live it. Yeah. It's, it sounds like, I mean, you can just open up and have this sense of curiosity, like this really, and, and I love it, like a hopeful sense of curiosity of yeah. what's next, what's here, yeah. what, what are the possibilities? And I'm really hearing that, how it moves you out of that place of fear. And, you know, and, and I agree with you, I, I think rose-colored glasses doesn't work. And, you know, it, it reminds me of Tony Robbins says, you know, you go into your garden and you just, you know, say there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds when the garden's overrun with weeds. <laughs> right. you know, that, that's not going right. to make them go away. Right. However, we can go into the garden and start pulling up the weeds, right? right. So we, we can tend to the garden. And so I think of that in my own analogy is that we tend to our inner garden right. and we can say, okay, what are, the, what are the ways that I can open up to all the different possibilities here. And when I say, maybe yeah. this could happen, I've stepped out of the fear into that realm of possibilities, into like this, I'm hearing like this creative flow. Yeah. And it's this so wonderful right. energy. Yeah. And you don't need to know that's them too, because sometimes we don't have an answer. And that's a problem too. Like, and it's okay. Just because you don't have the answer doesn't mean you're not going to get it. And so this idea of maybe it sounds so simple, but it is. But you know, who needs complicated? Maybe reminds you again, and again, and again. I'm hooked. I'm stuck. I'm afraid. I'm doomed. Wait a second. That's my narrative. Uncertainty is my best friend because I know within that there are many possibilities, and maybe just puts you in that place. But you're right about this forcing. This for and when you force yourself to feel a certain way, I remember once I read the book um, Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking. Now that's a very God-based book, so but he was just like, just stay positive and God will take care of everything. So I remember that day I didn't allow myself to have a negative thought. If it came up, I said no, you're going to stay positive, Allison, positive, positive. That night, I dreamt everyone I love died, and then I woke up. And I, and I had the same dream. I had the same dream. And I realized what was happening. It was I was just suppressing my thoughts. Like, that's what I love about maybe. 
you know, we have to allow ourselves, and I'm sure you know this because you're a therapist, we have to allow ourselves to feel what we have to feel. One of the worst things we can do is not allow ourselves to feel. It, it compromises ourselves. It makes us feel shame and not valuable. But what's so great about maybe is like, feel what you got to feel, and there's a door, and there's a window. And when you're ready, you can open it, and you don't even need to know where you're going. Just open the window and recognize hope. So when you go to the garden and you start to pull the weeds, you have to, you don't even have to think about when it's going to end, the day you'll be done, what you're going to plant. Just, you know, I feel hope. I have soil. I have land. I feel hope. And we'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens. is so opening, right? So open, right? Because most of us, we don't experience our full life because we're afraid. And the reason we're afraid is because the unknown scares us. And so maybe is a ticket. It's an easy ticket to liberation. That's why I love it. <laughs> well, and I love even taking the, the analogy of the garden just a little bit further. One of the things I love thinking about that, like you were just saying, is like if we're present in the moment and we're tending to those weeds, we never know what's going to flourish in the garden, but we've just made room for it. Yeah. And then if we can rest in the maybe, maybe some other seeds we didn't even know that we'd planted have blown in and start to germinate. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and our garden can become absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's like knowing is not such a great thing. We think that if we knew we'd be okay, but you know, that's only for a moment. It's for a second. And, and knowing I find doesn't allow you to take chances. Like if I, someone would have told me you're going to write this book and then it's going to get rejected 45 times and then it's going to have to be self-published. And then it's going to become a bestseller. And then Penguin Random House is going to buy it. I'd be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right? But because in the beginning, right, I was in such this open place of like, oh, I'm going to write a book. You know, this, this idea has come to me. And, and actually, someone had given me an offer to write the book. And after I wrote it, he's like, ah, I don't like the book. But I had a book. So it was like every step of the way creates our lives. But if we knew, if someone told me every step, I would have been like, that seems too hard. I'm like, so I'm just saying like, not knowing is really the beginning of the most creative things. And, and sometimes we do these beautiful creative things and we enjoy them. And maybe they don't lead to anything, but we have to recognize they led to something in the moment and they gave us joy in the moment. And that's the thing too. It like, we're always thinking about the end and the outcome, but the present, the beauty, the sacredness is in the now. And that's what builds the future. So maybe always brings me back to the moment. Well, and I love that you begin this whole practice with acknowledging what is your fear? Like what is there? Yeah. You know, that, that saying that what we resist persists sounds like right. what was happening to you when you were trying to shove everything down and then it's just showing up in your subconscious in your dreams. Yeah. So it's not... It's not saying I don't have these thoughts. It's not saying I don't have these fears. It's acknowledging them and then saying, okay, I can have these fears and yeah, and hold the maybe. Yeah. And also too, like you talk about the garden and with the weeds, it's like some people right now are, are hurting for money. They're, they don't have a job. Someone they love is sick. You know, that's real. That's real. And we shouldn't be ashamed of, of what's real, but if there's breath, there's hope, and if there's hope, there's maybe. And even in those tough moments, there's usually something beautiful and sacred too. And so maybe kind of says, maybe there's something left for me to experience in this moment. And that's beautiful too, to even when we're suffering, we should always look for the moments. Because, you know, suffering is funny. I think it was Viktor Frankl who said, you know, suffering is like gas. 
you know, whether the container is big or small, it just fills up the room. So whether we have, whether you're home and you're well, and you're just upset about something small or big, it is what it is. But maybe it's like a window when you're ready, when you feel what you have to feel, maybe reminds you there's hope, there's possibility and uncertainty again. The third time I'm going to say it is your best friend, because if you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. I think about that statement every day. So what, when, so as we develop this mindset of maybe and, and practice this, what, are there daily practices we can do? The exercise is a, is a great practice that we went over, but that's, you know, also when it's really intense, but also the maybe mantra, like you could just be sitting around and then something really unexpected happens. And for me, I always catch myself. I find even after all this work, something will happen and I can get a little negative. I could start projecting what this means for the future. It's like sometimes I'm on automatic and everybody will find their own maybe mantra that works for me. Maybe everything is okay. I just, I drop the thought, I drop the worry, I come back to the moment. So that's very helpful. And also, of course, gratitude. Like, you know, gratitude, we always, everyone talks about it, but it's looking what you have instead of looking at what you don't have. And again, you start to look at what you don't have because you're afraid you're not okay. The basic fear is we are not okay. So gratitude gives you a little ground, like it kind of builds you up, like these are all my blessings. And then maybe kind of gives you that feel like, okay, in this moment, it brings you back to the moment where you could see, okay, I am okay. And what's also so interesting about this pandemic is that if you think about it, everything you were worried about four months ago, probably not as relevant right now. So we can't even catch the worry. That's the funny thing too. Like we worry, worry, we can't even figure out, you know, for in my life, the things that have knocked me off my feet, I never expected. Never in a million years. And it's funny, in the beginning of the book, I talk about a lot of my fears. I've lived through some of them. Like I talked about all the things I was afraid that was going to happen. They've happened since the book. I wrote the book. And you live through them. We, we think we're going to die from the pain. You know, and we live through the pain, even if it's unpleasant. You know, so you can't, you can't really know. So there's almost no point in the worry. Right. And so although we know that intellectually, emotionally, sometimes it's hard. So maybe allows you to kind of let it all go. But I keep thinking about I, I sometimes I make a list of all the things that are on my mind. And I'm like, I was worried about my daughter doing well in her SATs. Well, now there are no SATs. You know, my older daughter was in Italy. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm a little worried that she'll meet a guy over there and maybe he won't treat her right. There was no guy. There was COVID chasing her around Italy. <laughs> And then, you know, she came home early. So there's no point. We might as well spend our time in the moment being creative, being loving, being kind, being expansive, and actually creating the life we desire. It's a better gig. <laughs> it's such a much better gig. And, you know, life is just going to show up however it shows up. No matter how much planning we do, no matter yeah. how much worrying we do, yeah. and that's exactly right. I mean, the the thing that we're worried about very rarely shows up when we think it's going to show up. It's going to be like a Tuesday night at five o'clock when we get the phone call, yeah. and and we and we can't necessarily prepare for that. I think we prepare for it the most by being in the present moment. Absolutely. A lot of times I, I tell my clients when they're worried about something in the future, let's even say like it was test results from some medical procedure that they got. 
And I say, well, right now in this moment when you don't know, you can stay in this moment. Now, if you get to, to that point in a few days when you get the results and it's not bad, that's okay. You can feel bad then if you need to. Right. But right now in this pr- moment, what's happening? You know, right now, well, I feel good. Right now I feel centered. Right now I'm in this wonderful warm home and I'm cozied up. I mean, I think that's the important thing because we can handle the bumps of life when we're coming from that deeper resource place, when we're calm and grounded in the moment, rather than if we're worrying, 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 then when it happens, we don't have anything, we don't have any resources. It's like we don't have any fuel left in our gas tank. Right. But if we're afraid of uncertainty, we're never going to land in the moment because we're going to be like, okay, I got I to feel good. I, I, I shouldn't enjoy my life, but I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid because I don't know. And if I don't know, it's going to be bad. And, and we speed up. And that's why I love maybe because you're like, okay, well, I have this fear, but maybe my test results will be good. Or maybe if I have something, there'll be a cure. Maybe I can find a way through this. Maybe there's nothing wrong with me. And all of a sudden you realize that that one fear also has a lot of great possibilities as well. And then you relax a little bit and then you become more present. So, you know, maybe, you know, I had a a scare with breast cancer. I didn't have it about maybe a year and a half ago. Thank God for maybe. Because even though I was very mindful, I didn't want to have breast cancer. And I, I would be lying to say there wasn't some fear, but there was so much maybe that it didn't take up the room, the fear. And I was present. I actually went on a vacation with my daughters. There was so much beauty and so much sacredness, even though that thing was going on, because I realized that there wasn't just one way it could turn out. And even when our biggest fear happens, that has maybe two. I mean, how many times do you hear people who have had this difficult diagnosis and they figure something out or your child's going through a terrible time and then over time they work it out? Life has maybe. And when you're in the moment trying to live in the future, it is the most destabling thing possible. So it's much better to, to look to the future and say, life is filled with maybe and there are things that could happen that I would love, that I would like, and maybe it'll be okay. And I'm just going to stay hopeful and be clear about what's going on, but also hold the hope. And that's when the heart just totally opens. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think a thing that's important to acknowledge as well is that, you know, we all have this natural negativity bias in our brain, you know, that's, that's actually trying to protect us. And so a lot of times, you know, it's natural. Our brain is trying to jump to worst case scenario to be like, watch out, that's a saber-toothed tiger over there, you know, no matter what the situation is. And so when we kind of realize that, I think it also can give us some power. It's like, okay, that happens naturally, but I can guide my mind and open it up to this possibility of maybe. And I love, I mean, it's like the natural occurrence of that. When I step into the maybe, I'm also expanding my heart. Not only am I expanding the possibilities, but it's opening up my heart to even relax further and become right. present. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Listen to the stories the black community is telling. Hesitate to respond as you normally would and really listen. It's time to amplify their voices and show up for them. Black Lives Matter.
Your support means the world to us. Hi, it's Dr. Natalie Phillips from Connecting a Better World. Everything we do here at NOCO FM is member-supported. From the music we play to our original podcasts and live shows, all of that costs money to produce, and we can't do it without you. Become a member today and invest in the programming you enjoy so we can create more together. Learn more at noco.fm. I am so thankful that you have this book. And, and I want to say, too, that I saw that you have this podcast yourself, 10 Minutes to Less Suffering. Tell me about that. In this podcast, what I try to do is give people, it's about a topic, and I try to give people like one tool that will help them alleviate some of their suffering. So it's literally 10 minutes to less suffering. And lately, my last six to eight podcasts, yeah, yeah, six to eight podcasts, there's a lot about uncertainty and a lot about maybe because I just want to give people as much support as possible to make them see that they're stronger than they think, that they that life has maybe, that uncertainty is our best friend. But I talk about everything from relationships to conflicts to something that could happen at work. It, I just try to give people, like I said, a tool a week. And I just absolutely love the podcast. It's one of my favorite things that I've that I've ever done, actually. And and I listen to them. I know it sounds crazy, but we we all have these epiphanies and we think we're we're so on and I have I'm so clear about my life and my surrender and my worry. And then something will come up and I, I will just listen to the podcast and be like, oh yeah, I remember. And and then just, you know, it's all about letting go. Right? I, I think it was Krishnamurti who said, I'm happy because I don't mind what happens. Well, of course, if we didn't mind what happened, right? Of course, we'd all be happy, but have a mortgage, have children, have a dog, have a parents, anything you love and not mind is very challenging. So I try to give tools for people to help them let go as much as possible. And for me, maybe is the ultimate. Like I give a lot of tools, but maybe it's the ultimate letting go because what you're saying is I'm not afraid to be here in this moment. And I'm hopeful about my future. And, and in a way, it makes us mind less. Such a powerful message. I love this, just the gift of maybe. And how do people find, Allison, how do they find your book? My book is, well, first I have this website, alisoncarmen.com, which has all my information. But the book is available at all major bookstores and online retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify and all the other places. I'm not hip enough to name all the places that a podcast would appear. <laughs> that, that's, why, there, there. Yeah, that, that's why we say wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> so encapsulated all in one. So, Allison, thank you so much for sharing just this gift with us and your wisdom and your story. And is, is there any essential message or piece that, that you want to leave with the audience? I have to say, I know this sounds so simple that I am saying that there's a word in the English language that's going to liberate you. But I just ask the people listening to this podcast, especially now to try it. When you feel doomed, when you feel stuck, when you feel there's no way, either do the exercise or just find a maybe statement. Your first experience is you're going to feel a little lighter because you're going to allow something else other than your worst, most negative, dark thought. 
and you're going to let the light in. And once a little light comes in, life starts to change. So I just hope everyone gives it a try. It's simple, but it is so profound. And like I said, it has changed my life and I, and I wish everyone safety and good health. And just remember that uncertainty is our best friend and life is full of maybe. Beautiful. Thank you, Allison. This is going to be so good. This is awesome. You're so good. You first of all, you have the best voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank For a you. while, I tried to change my voice, and I realized my voice is—you have the greatest voice, and you're just so calm and such an easy person to talk to. So, thank you. Oh. This is good. You brought. This is definitely the highlight of today. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, for me too. I love. I love meeting you, and you That's are great. such a joy. Thank you. Yeah. Our brains love predictability. And that's one of the reasons I think that we've been struggling so much in these times is that we're not able to predict what's going to happen next week, sometimes even tomorrow. And the truth is we've never been able to. If you don't have a paycheck from the Psychic Friends Network, chances are you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And most of us don't know what's gonna happen this afternoon. We can have goals and desires. We have wishes for what we wanna have happen. And yet we really don't know. So we truly are continually living in an uncertain world. But we like to tell ourselves that we know what's ahead. And that's one of the ways that we soothe our active minds. One of the great things that I got out of what Allison was sharing is that when we can embrace the maybe and embrace the uncertainty of life, it actually opens us up. We're able to relax and move out of a fear state into more of a hopeful place where we can open up and have a hopeful sense of curiosity, like what's next? What can I create? What can I dream? It's not about not setting goals. It's literally about coming into the present moment. You know, when you think about it, you bring up a memory from the past. And if you don't feel good about that memory, it's not happening now, but your body physiologically starts experiencing it as if it's happening now. And your body's releasing those chemicals. And the same thing is true if you're worried about the future. The future is not happening now. But as we hold up these terrible or catastrophic images in our mind, we start experiencing the anxiety as if it is happening now. So I just want to invite all of you. Sometimes it's just literally three really deep diaphragmic breaths. And as you breathe in and bring your attention and focus to the present moment, you're really able to ground yourself. And you realize in this moment, I can get through this. It's all doable. Remember that we're in this all together. And as we resource ourselves, we're better able to help others resource themselves. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.